Hey, this is Arjun Paliwal here, Head of Research and Director at Investigate Buyers Agency, and welcome to another episode of the Investigate Podcast. Now, I've actually got a story to share with you, and this particular story takes me back to what we're really here to talk about today, which is the research expert versus the research rookie. And I want to give you two moments of time. So firstly, let's start off at 2000. Now, if you can remember what happened in 2000, the Sydney Olympics was on. And as Olympics do, they create a lot of buzz in that city, a lot of infrastructure spend, a lot of energy, and likely, in many people's eyes, from property investment, a lot of capital growth ahead. Now, I want to take you to another moment that's buzzing pretty heavily right now, and that's the Brisbane Olympics, which, as you know, is pretty much a decade away but it's creating that same energy and same buzz. Now, energy, buzz, excitement does a lot of things to property investors. It changes the world of sentiment. And as someone who's researching, I'll let you decide whether this is the rookie or the expert. In a research decision, for both of these moments came the mindset of Sydney in 2000, and came the mindset of Brisbane when the Olympics were announced in the last year or two. So what this now means is that we're expecting that we should see capital growth and that too a high amount of capital growth. Was that really the case? Now, had you picked in 2000 Sydney between 2000 to 2005, which one would say is enough years for impact to happen, it didn't happen the way many people thought it would. In fact, Sydney was nowhere to be found amongst the top performers during a national property boom. That's right, our biggest city was not the best performer during the national property boom. In fact, cities like Adelaide and Perth and Brisbane all fared much better. So in this case, Adelaide and Brisbane had upwards of 120% growth in that, those later five years, whereas Sydney hovered between 16 and 70%, depending on which part of Sydney you're in. Now you take the opposite effect Yes, Brisbane's had some pretty good growth during the Olympic periods, but again, that Olympic announcement, if that was the bread and butter, the winner to all decisions, and that was the research decision to make, should that have not meant that 2022, irrespective of interest rates, Brisbane was going to fare really well because Olympics were around the corner? Well, that didn't happen either. In fact, Adelaide took top place for Capital City in terms of performance. Parts of Brisbane grew, but a lot of parts of Brisbane flatlined or didn't do much. So that story to share with you is the difference between the research rookie versus the research experienced or the research master, however you want to look at it. I think the key here in storytelling of that and just sharing that with you is that you don't make that same mistake of being the research rookie on your journey of investing. Now, when it comes to how do you identify between the research rookie, that was just one thing. And essentially what that was, was believing that one thing led to everything. And in that case, the one thing was buying a property based on this huge, vast amount of infrastructure that's going to drive everything. But that wasn't everything that actually made the impact for which city did or did not perform so well. And so when you're thinking of the four different things that I consider are the core ways to separate the research expert versus the research rookie, that's just one thing being the one thing leads to everything. What's the next part? Well, the next part is statistical weighting of markets. So when you look at statistical weighting of markets, this is essentially where you're trying to understand, hey, I have time that's limited in a day and I'll look at Australia's data point. And I'm talking about you when I say I have time. And so if you have that limited time and you're looking at Australia's data points, I want to break down two things. When you buy a property, do you buy all of Australia when you buy that property? Or do you buy one property on a street, in a suburb, in a city, in a state, in Australia? And as you break that down, you'll start to understand that you are actually looking at the statistical weighting when you're getting closer to these data sets. Now, on the opposite side, statistical weighting to many is also considering 
that all those houses come together, which cities, when you're reporting data, are likely to have the lion's share of transactions and also the most amount of property in that city and people in that city that drives that actual result. The second part of statistical weighting of markets is understanding the actual breakdown of the mass share of where houses sit in Australia. So with 25 million people in the country, if you break down Sydney, Melbourne, and even just add in a few surrounds, suddenly you're at 12 to 13 million combined. And when you start having those sorts of numbers, that's essentially half the country. So when that ends up being half the country, naturally the results of those two markets and surrounds are going to dictate where the country goes. Now I'll throw in one more curveball. Throw in Brisbane there. It's another two plus million. Throw in Perth in there. And now you're suddenly tracking at 16 to 18 million across four regions and their surrounding cities. What happens if your investment decision or the fundamentals at that time were showing Hobart or Tasmania go really well? In fact, that was the case between 2016 all the way to 2022. That's a good six-year run that maybe anyone who tracked national data would not have even seen. What if somewhere else in regional Victoria was doing well in 2017 or 18? Well, that was the truth, even at the levels of Bendigo, Ballarat and Geelong in some parts. So the key here is that statistical weighting is the next part where you can separate the research rookie from research expert. The research rookie constantly comments on national data, macro influences, national movements, ups and downs, whereas the research expert realizes each decision they make is an individual house in a suburb, in a city, in a state, in the country, and therefore national data sets which could be driven by three quarters almost due to four max five cities all of a sudden is not the right data sets to be looking at. And so this is the second component outside of one thing leads to everything to make sure you can separate yourself as a research expert instead of a research rookie or at least know where to find the right ones and separate them when you're in conversation with maybe building a team of your own. Now the third point is variance in indicators of importance. So let's take a step back and just quickly go through the activity that that I did to be able to understand what variance meant. So variance important is basically this. Someone said to you, hey, what's some important data sets in property? You might say, well, how many properties are listed for sale? How many are selling? How many three bidders and four bidders are there? How much the population is in terms of the size and how much it's growing? Now, I've just mentioned four data sets. I think immediately you might go, well, to make a successful decision, will the three versus four bidders in the suburbs be the most important? Or how much the population? is be the most important or how many sales are happening in an area and how much listings are online is that more important well figuring out what's more important is essentially understanding the variance of indicators and their level of importance now just in that four examples of data points I've mentioned there I can clearly say to you that the bedrooms the number of properties of the three beds two beds or four beds is probably the least important part what's going to be more important is that hey buyers have a lot of choice now that's a clear scenario that if lots of listings are online? Do you think prices would increase if everyone can choose of 10 properties, make 10 offers and decide on what they want and don't want? Or do you think there's likely to be better growth when there's two properties for sale, 10 people looking, and maybe the choice is not as great. So this is an important part. Not all data is created equally. Not all data is important. Yes, you can have 30 to 35 driven data indicators or 35 to 40 data indicators. But if you aren't able to understand the levels of importance of each, statistically understand the variance of them, 
then you're going to be left behind when it comes to research rookie or research expert. Now, how we do this with a bit of science and uh, nerdy stuff into this all is that we actually take a step back and understand the levels of importance by something called machine learning. Now, what machine learning is essentially in the summary is feeding data to a machine. And let's call this machine our computer here for simplicity and being able to get insights by what it learns from the patterns of that data and what's happening. For example, we had data one, house prices from year by year in a certain city from 2012 to now. So 10 years plus of data. Then data two are all the metrics that we have 30, 40, 50, 60 plus metrics, price current, price change, days on market, sales volume. And if I've lost you with some of the metrics, that's okay. We're getting to the core part to understand. All these metrics feed into creating performance. And that performance is how much did a property market grow from 2012 to 2013. And what our machine learning is trying to do is can I create the same result or as close to it, which is what we refer to as our accuracy, and then be able to say, I knew what was kind of going to happen in 2013 based on 2011 and 2012's data fed to me. So now when you have that data fed to this machine, the idea here is that it was able to say in generating the result of 2013, what meant the most and what meant the most could be sales volumes as a greater importance point than maybe the beds and bath or the color of houses even. So as you're on your property investing journey, variance indicators of importance is a key aspect. So you're not just looking at countless data, but you're looking at data and able to make sense of it and deciding that maybe this doesn't look as good and this looks better, but it's not important or is it important? And that's going to help you in becoming a research expert versus the research rookie. Now, the last piece is cause versus effect. And in a way, we've kind of answered it in the variance of indicators and also what leads to everything. Not one thing, but everything leads to everything, right? And so what the cause versus effect here is, I want you to look at the simple component of infrastructure. When there is price growth, is that going to happen when the infrastructure is announced? Is that going to happen when the infrastructure is being built? Or is that going to happen when the infrastructure is actually completed and everyone's using it, able to start to get to work faster or have amenities around them? I'm unsure. And to this date, I'm still unsure because it varies every single time. So rather than trying to dissect the perfect cause and when something may happen, why don't we go into the effect and actually understand what do you track to know if it's happening? So if we take a step back to those variants of indicators and we start looking at data sets like how many properties are selling, how many rental properties are vacant, how many properties are there available for sale, how quickly is something selling? how fast are rents rising and how much vendors have to give away in discounts or not give away in discounts. So these are some metrics. I've just given you six indicators just then. But with those six indicators, they will tell you if something's moving. So now your speculation isn't on, hey, I should invest in the Badgerys Creek because there's great infrastructure here. Well, if you did that in 2016 because of what's coming, you would have seen price growth from 16 to 19 be non-existent. But then 2021, it went well. Then 22, it declined and stabilized again. So you would have just been the same cycle as what most of Sydney was. However, you felt that because of that isolated infrastructure, it was going to do anything and everything for you. Whereas had you tracked the actual indicators of importance coming through and not relied on the cause, but waited for the effect to actually show itself, then you would have said, hey, I noticed because with these infrastructure projects happening and various other reasons, places are selling faster, selling more. And so this is the difference between research and speculation to actually waiting for the actual to show. And so when you are looking at it, it's not about having all the reasons to say why an area is going. It's actually about staying humble and understanding, look, I may not know all the reasons. I'm going to give you a guess and tell you what I think it could be. But the truth is, it's happening. And that is where you track that it's happening through those data sets moving instead of trying to perfect everything with the thought of 
something making that difference. So this is a clear example of the four key pieces of info on how to separate yourself or how to find the research expert versus the research rookie. Now, I mentioned a few data sets. Where can you find it? How do you actually get this data and start to utilize it? I'll, I'll give you a few free resources you can use. For the three most important or four most important metrics, which is the days on market, sale volumes, listing volumes, and even vacancy rates, two data sources there. One is SQM Research, which is a free data source, and they even have charts that you can purchase. They'll show you properties for sale, they'll show you days on market, and they'll even show you vacancy rates. And then the second one is you can go to suburb profiles on realestate.com.au and find sales volumes for particular suburbs. So that is great to help you because you'll start to find the most important indicators, but there is some danger of using this data in isolation. Now, some of this danger comes from, again, not understanding how to interpret this in a way that makes sure that you can understand the importance of all of them. There might be some of the most important points, but do you know which one's more important than the other? Do you know when to consider the less important ones or to consider just these ones? Because these are end data points, but they might not give you that front end picture of what's happening. And that's where you need to have a complete picture, which brings it all together and allows you to make sure that the data decision is one that's a, an expert driven decision, not the rookie decision. So when you're looking at everything here I've shared with you and you're trying to break down, hey, how do I separate myself from being the research expert from the research rookie? Or even if you're working with professionals, whether it's us or anyone else on your journey, the key four things in my opinion are statistical weighting of markets. Do not believe that one thing leads to everything. Or if you do believe it, then you're on the research rookie side. And interest rates, hint, hint is another one. Variance in indicators of importance, understanding what's actually important and what isn't as important, rather than having a checklist and thinking all 30 things matter just as much as each other. And the fourth and final one is not trying to have every reason and being stuck on the cause and realizing it ain't really the cause until the effect shows. And so those are four key pieces of how do you separate yourself from being the research rookie or the research expert. Now, when it comes to how this can you know, end in terms of your actual journey of searching for areas, you're going to be able to avoid some of the biggest mistakes that people make, meaning becoming an investor that thinks it's a good time to buy or a bad time to buy. Well, that won't be a question for you because you can find those actual weightings of markets that are performing well. And it'll also help you with regards to ensuring you aren't trapped with the common media commentary around that one thing that drives everything, whether it's no people coming to Australia, whether it's lots coming in, whether it's high interest rates or low interest rates, you aren't going to get stuck with that one thing. And most importantly, you'll figure out the indicators that start to make a difference and what doesn't make a difference. Now, if you've enjoyed that and you feel like, hey, you know what? I'd like to ensure that I can get this research expertise on my corner. Well, have a chat to us at investikit.com.au. In fact, we actually recently won Australia's Buyers Agency of the Year for 2023. So when it comes to data and putting it together and getting some outstanding results, we know a thing or two. And hopefully you can see that from the research expertise that we're on that side of the corner and not quite the research rookie. Well, that's it for me in another episode of the Investikit podcast and hope you enjoyed today's show, The Research Expert versus The Research Rookie.